talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview, your podcast where I, Gordon T, your host, get to talk to some amazing artists from the world of contemporary Christian music. And I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I am really delighted with our guest this week. This is going to be a bundle of fun. Our guest today on the Artist Interview is none other than Isaac Peabody, better known as Peabod. And let's hear his first track before we meet him. This is my favourite part. This right here is my favourite part. This right here is my favourite part. My favourite, my favourite part. This right here is my favourite part. Yeah, 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 yeah. My spit energy, all of my memories fresh like evergreen. Motivated mentally, so complimentary Nice kid, but the melody in Final Jeopardy Get me growing up for a grand Every single bar is a part of God's plan But it's something good that I may never understand Jackpot, winning when I run it up, hands up, man I'm feeling nice, I'm taking my own advice, yeah For the very first time in my life And so far it's going alright If I do say so myself Learn from it all so I take no else Another few months, got a little more buzz Gonna be a great run when I don't because I'm on the edge of my seat I'm on that cliffhanger It's on the tip of my tongue And I can taste the answer Heart beating out of my chest Ready, get set on your mark What's gonna happen next? This right here's my favorite part and that was my favorite part by Peabod. Hey, Peabod, how you doing? I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's an honor to have you on the show. So now I've got to say, you're probably not hugely well known in the UK, but you are well known in the States. You've, you're, you're signed to a record label. You're, you've got loads of listeners on Spotify. Um, and we do play your music on, on the station that I work on here in the UK. Um, and I first heard Mad uh, not that long ago. It's come only a few weeks back now. So we were recording this in August 2022. And when I heard Mad, which we're not going to play yet, but we will hear later, I went, this is epically good. I've got to have this guy on the artist interview. <laughs> so uh, because it's so cool. I love your style of music. It's uh, and I think you define it as fun hip hop. Is that right? Yeah, or like happy hip hop or whatever. Happy hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Happy yeah. hip hop. It's 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 good. I really, really like it. Before I gibber on, it would probably be good for you to tell us all about you. So tell us your life story. Tell us uh, how you became a Christian, how that featured in your music, uh, what God's been doing with you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, thank you again. It's it's always fun to get to meet people, uh, meet different believers from around the world, because it, it just really shows um, like god like doing the big picture stuff you know what i mean it's it's just it's so easy to just have your nose to the grindstone and have that be all you can see um and so it's just really helpful perspective to get to meet other believers doing cool stuff in different countries so this is this is already encouraging and fun for me so i should just quickly ask have you ever been to the uk i have never been to the uk but uh it's it's not on yet my not yet yeah not not yet i i really really want to go and uh my manager uh has spent a lot of time over there so i'm like hey man we gotta we gotta make this happen it seems like you got the connection so hopefully someday soon okay that would be that would be something to look forward to sorry you're about to tell us your life <laughs> no 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 yeah uh yeah no i i definitely want to make a stop at the uk um yeah, so my my dad's a pastor, and so I grew up in the church, grew up as a pastor's kid, and um, that was definitely a, a huge part of my formation as a believer. I think that, um, you know, you hear you hear a lot of, like, I guess kind of the cliche pastor's kid stories where um, either they're, like, a total rule follower, like, good kid, or they, like, rebel against everything their parents are doing. I was definitely in the first camp. I was like rule follower, like to a T. Um, and that actually ended up being, um, being a struggle for me going into college and stuff. Cause I, I had this really, um, intense sense of like responsibility and duty and that things were supposed to be done a certain way. Um, and, uh, and I don't know that that, is entirely, I don't think that's entirely because I was a pastor's kid. I think that I had some predispositions towards that way of thinking already. And just growing up and being kind of like the, the good kid in all of my friend groups at, at school and, um, being the pastor's kid at church, it just kind of sets you up for this. Like, I have to like live at this high standard 
and uh, but really we're, we're all imperfect and stuff. So really um, what that ended up turning into, and I think this had been a part of my story for a while, but I didn't really recognize it until um, after college, but I started dealing with some pretty bad anxiety. Um, I mean, mental health is, is a rampant topic right now. Everyone is dealing with something. Um, and, uh, I, my anxiety got really, really bad. Um, like right after I got married, um, we, I was starting to tour. I was starting to, you know, travel around the country and, and play my music and all while trying to hold a full-time job. And, all of these like feelings of like, you have to do things a certain way to be good. Um, like to be a good Christian, just like really got in my head, Oops, <laughs> really got in my head. And, um, and so I started going to counseling and that has been the most like difficult and rewarding experience. Um, because I, I feel like, through that, I have been able to kind of unravel, like, what are, what are the pieces of my faith that were attached to, um, a belief system that is not biblical, that is just like me trying to earn my way and do my best. And what are the things that are actually like, this is the gospel, this is Jesus. And that's what I need to cling to. And so I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm able to go, like, I have my, like my relationship with, with Jesus is, not contingent on, uh, what anybody else thinks. Like, uh, it's not, um, just because I've been following this belief system since I was a kid. It's not because I went to a Christian college. It's, it's like, I, he, through this process of, um, working through my anxiety and, um, and digging down like where that's coming from. I, I have just seen such um, like sweetness from the Lord. And, um, I've experienced his closeness in ways that I didn't really think like happened to someone like me, you know? Um, and, and so, um, yeah, so I just feel really grateful, man. I, I feel like it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride the last couple years and I feel really grateful to be, um, in this place now kind of on the road to healing, you know? So if you don't mind me asking, how old are you at the moment? Yeah, I'm 28. Um, and, uh, I, I got signed when I was 24. And, uh, so it's been, it's been a four-ish year journey. <laughs> and, and I read, uh, now I've got to take you a pinch of salt because it, it was on Wikipedia, so it's probably not true. But I read that you were a folk singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, I was kind of like acoustic singer songwriter. I feel like, like true folk artists might be like, you weren't folk, but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, my, my first, um, attempts at songwriting were, were much more like acoustic guitar, uh, you know, some light percussion, um, just real simple, like stripped down, um, music. And I, I love folk music. That's where, um, I, I really fell in love with songwriting, listening to a lot of, uh, like folk, like indie folk, indie pop artists. Um, so yeah, that's where I started, but I didn't even know I had a Wikipedia page, honestly. So that's actually hilarious. Oh yeah. 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 You, you, you should, you should probably amend it, put a nice little picture. And I found yeah. it very interesting, but anyway, um, so, so <laughs> was it four years ago? You said you got signed to Centricity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. How, how did that come about then? Yeah, that was, um, that was crazy. So, um, there is a, um, I have a family friend who's been going to my dad's church since I was like 12. His name's Scott Kerpain, and he was very involved in Christian music in the 90s and early 2000s, had a really awesome career, knows a bunch of people. And now actually he he writes music for, um, for like TV and film and stuff. Um, so when I started writing songs, my dad was like, hey, Scott, you should, uh, you should pass this on to some of your buddies. And when I was doing the folk stuff, um, I got some emails back from some people and they were very like kind, but like, yeah, you know, keep playing around. Like, good job. Way to, way to write some songs, which I thought was awesome at the moment. Um, but I, I didn't know that they were really like letting me down easy. And one of those people was John Mays, who is the head of A&R at Centricity. Um, and so, uh, 
he he knew of me and uh and had already kind of been like passed on some stuff i'd sent um when i made the my first project as peabod um it's called healthy snacks and uh i just made it for fun i just was like i i was in a season of life where i just needed to do something purely for fun that wasn't like I don't know what's the deepest meaning I can come up with in this song or whatever. Just like, let's, let's just have fun with it. So I made that project fully intending to like release it and then just go back to, you know, writing folk songs or whatever. What I didn't know is my dad and Scott had sent that project off to John Mays. And so I had released it on like SoundCloud or something. And within a couple weeks of, of doing that, I get this call and he's like, Hey, this is John Mays. I'd like to fly you out to Nashville. We want to talk about maybe working together. And so, um, so I got to know the team and we, we talked for like, I don't know, probably five or six months and then, and then signed a deal. So it's pretty wild. It was a whirlwind. Um, and they're, they're the sweetest people. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good ride with them. That is exciting. That's lovely way that came about. And I am so basically you were folk singer with an alter ego doing hip hop. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but the hip hop side has now become the main thing. Yeah. So and which exactly. um, for listeners who know Lucy Grimble, which is a UK worship um, artist, who's absolutely fantastic, beautiful voice. Her alter ego is drum and bass. And she's got a totally different name for her drum and bass stuff. And it's um it's really awesome. cool. But uh, so it's interesting how many how many people have this second sort of side to their music. There's yeah. a totally different genre of music as well. So but it uh, awesome. worked out really well for you. So so that was if we're in 2022, so that must be in 2018 that you signed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just see how that tallies up then with, uh, with you getting married. How long have you been married? Uh, I got married the summer of 2019. So we just celebrated three years. Oh, congratulations. So thank you. I've, I've just celebrated 30 years of engagement. So was, Amazing. was yesterday for me. So, um, so that was cool. Um, so, wow. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much, Peabod. I, I feel encouraged. <laughs> so, uh, so you, so you started touring, you're doing the music. I'd like to, to, to sort of try and pick in then to, you got married, mental health struggles. Had you struggled with anxiety ever before? Yeah. And so it was, that was the first time that I, I recognized that that's what was going on in my life. Um, like through my work in therapy, it's very clear now that this is something I've dealt with since I was like, like 11 or 12. Um, but I, I just didn't have a name for it. It just, and part of it was the, the conversations around mental health just weren't there. At least in the U S at that point, people weren't, weren't saying I have anxiety readily. Um, and so it took me talking to some other people who had dealt with it to be like, no, that's, that's anxiety. And (laughs) my wife was really, really helpful and has been so gracious and supportive, um, in my process with this. And she, she has been really helpful in going like that. This is what you're experiencing. Like I can see these symptoms in you and there's a name for that. And there are people who can help you (laughs) with that. And so, um, yeah, so the, the first time that I, was like, this is anxiety was, um, I had just finished up like a month long tour with some friends and I got back and I felt so much pressure because, you know, we had only been married two or three months at that point. And I felt like I'm being a bad husband because I've been away from home for so long. And so now that I'm home, even though I have this other job, I have to like really show that like, I am in it and I'm here. And so I have to do all the dishes and I have to do all the clean, you know, like I, I took it upon myself to, I put way more pressure on myself than anyone was asked. Like my wife was not going, Hey, you've been, you've been a bad husband. She's like, this is your, your, your thing. Like, I, I'm happy that you got to go on tour and it's, of course it's hard. And also I'm glad you're home. And so I was putting all this pressure on myself and and had a moment where I just kind of broke down and she was like, this is anxiety, bud. Like, <laughs> um, and so um, from that point, I, I got connected with, um, with a, a counselor who has just been wonderful and, um, and have just had lots of really wonderful conversations with friends who have dealt with similar things. And um, so, yeah, man, I feel really, really grateful. Um, for for people who <laughs> can see things in me that I couldn't 
understand on my own, you know? Okay. And out of interest, is it a Christian counselor or just a... Yes. Okay. So, yep. so they can also talk about the context you talked about, about being driven to be very well behaved and all the rest of it. And um, right. looking at how right. that fits in with, with actually mm-hmm. what God's calling you to and what his expectations yes. are. Because his expectations are interesting, aren't they? Because he knows everything you're going to do before you do it. So his expectations... Yeah must be exactly how you're behaving at the moment i guess right um, maybe, maybe they're not necessarily his actual hopes for us as well maybe those are different but um but it's it's not like we've taken him by surprise and yet he still carries on loving us so exactly. much doesn't he so um so yeah. with, with getting married and your wife i'd like to know a little bit about how did you um change from the way you used to relate with god uh, as a single person mm. to then being in a married relationship where there's all the extra demands that you need to sort of bless each other, all sorts of stuff. But also how do you fit Jesus into that jigsaw? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I think that one, one really specific example that has been, um, God's just been so faithful to use this time and time again. Um, I, I think that paying attention to like, we've had a lot of big decisions we've had to make in our first three years. I mean, you know, with there being a pandemic and uh, like, and dealing with anxiety and um, career changes. And uh, like, there have just been a lot of big things we've had to wrestle with. And um, what's been really cool is watching, watching the Lord lead us by um, seeing what things we like agree on decisions wise. So if we're like, we have this big decision coming up and we're talking about it and we both feel like, um, like the Lord is saying, like, this is, this is where I'd, I'd like to lead you. That has been a really cool, like confirmation thing. Um, because I think that just, um, you know, the, the Lord cares about, you know, our marriages and like, he cares about unity in, in marriage. And so it's just been cool when we're, when we are seeking what, what he wants us to do when we're going, this is a big decision. We don't know what to do. And we both feel unity on like, I think this is the direction we're supposed to go. That has been a really cool indicator of like, I think this is the direction the Lord is leading us. Um, and I think just in, an, in another way, um, just getting to have um, this, this amazing person who I'm married to, to talk about, um, you know, as we are both growing in our own faith to, to get to talk about those things together and see how they line up and how we can complement each other in our different seasons of growth, um, has been really, really amazing and, um, and refreshing. And so I would highly recommend marriage. Marriage is awesome. (laughs) Uh, it's definitely been really, she's been, yeah, she's been amazing for, um, helping me grow in, in my faith and, I'd like to think that I've been helpful too, but I think she's, I think she's been really uh, more helpful. Yeah. She's, she's a rock star. What's her name? Gabrielle. Nice name. So, okay. Uh, And I just say that's genuinely, that's really great. And the fact that when there are big decisions, you can pray about it together and and have unity in it. I I love that. There'll probably be a time when you don't, and that'll be interesting to see what happens at that moment, but God will be in that too. So that's okay. So what's been the funniest or strangest thing that's happened in your marriage so far? Well, one continually funny thing, we, last summer we got a puppy and uh, her name is Navy. She's a, a Portuguese water dog. Um, and they're like a super high energy breed. And I just feel like every day there is something with her that is just absolutely <laughs> insane. She's just, she has a lot of personality and she's super curious. And so sometimes she's a little bit much to handle, but um yeah she's she's been uh, a real joy um so that's that's one thing that's not like one funny moment but it's just like every day it seems like she's yeah she's eating something she's not supposed to or has you know dug some clothes out of the dirty clothes hamper and he's running around the house and you're like oh yeah this is this is great <laughs> that's that sounds like fun always always fun to have a dog in a household when yes. i was when i was a kid my parents had a an alsatian and it one time got into uh, the laundry room and uh it decided that what it'd like to do would be 
eat a uh, whole box. I didn't eat actually all of it, but large amount of um, what's called personal automatic. I don't know what you call it in the US, but it's washing powder. And this dog yeah, just yeah. ate, oh, ate wow. loads and loads and loads of washing powder because probably it's salty. Uh, and we, we phoned the vet and the vet just said, make it drink loads and loads of milk. It'll be fine. So, oh my I, goodness. It, it, it sort of was fine, but I can tell you it did have certain consequences. So, but at least they were bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's dogs for you. Anyway, so right, we, now we've got uh, another track to play from you. So um, for those who just joined us on the Arts Interview, we're chatting to the wonderful enigmatic Peabod. And this track we're going to talk about is Mad. So tell us all about Mad. What's it about? Where did it come from? Yeah, so... Um, Mad is a song that was a couple years in the making and there are a few layers to it. Um, and it's actually, it's fun to talk about it because um, I've gotten some feedback where people are like, this is very different for you. Like I thought you made like happy music and here's the song mad. Um, but I, uh, this is a, a few different layers. Uh, the first level is um, I, so just to cut right to it, um, I have some some church hurt in my story, and um, I think that's probably, unfortunately, that's probably true for everybody at some point. Um, if you're a part of the the global church, like the, as my pastor says, the the capital C church, um, if if you're a part of that, at some point there's going to be a Christian that you bump into who um, says or does something that is hurtful and. And that's confusing because, it, you know, we're made in the image of God. And so when you're hurt by someone who's made in the image of God, who is saying, I believe in the same God as you, it's just confusing. And so um, that's that's a part of my story when I was college age. So college days now, just, just for our international listeners, college age uh, means different things in different countries. So because college age here is 16, 17, sort of maybe, maybe 18. Are you talking? Oh, yeah. You're talking university. So 18, 19, 20, yes, something university like that age. age. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'd say uh, probably 19 to like early 20s. Um, okay. Yeah. During, so during that time, there were just there's some people I I interacted with where, you know, now being older and having reflected, I there are some things that I can, I can let go of and, and can say uh, that was because they were also young and, you know, we were all trying to figure out our, our faith. And then there are some things that are a little bit harder to wrestle with where it's like uh, someone who was uh, like mentor aged, who uh, was not being responsible with their words. And um, I'm I'm going to, if it's okay, I, I would like to, just dig into it a little bit with you, Isaac. Can you give just uh, maybe an example of what you mean? Yeah. Um, so one um, one thing that I really wrestled with was um, interacting people who would would act a certain way on stage in in the church, um, and then would act a very different way um, it, off the stage with with friends or in in their personal lives, and um, and it wasn't so much like. Um, uh, you know, like really obvious, it's, it's not like they were doing drugs or like, you know, doing these things that are like this really sharp contrast. It's more like they would talk, they would present themselves on stage as if um, there was like an invitation as, as if it's like, Oh, you're so uh, welcome here or whatever. And then off stage, it was, it was um, clicks. They're, they're being in clicks and, and being exclusive um, talking poorly about people um it really just uh, not acting the way that they presented themselves. And so if you would, if you would try to go like, Oh, I really admire this person um, with how they're, how they're leading the, the um, I admire their, their faith. And then to like, try to interact with them and recognize they want nothing to do with me. Um, they actually are, um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like there was yeah, yeah. kind of duality. There's a, yeah, I understand. You're a bit of a contradiction. There they are on stage saying, yes. oh, welcome. Yep. And yet that's not what you found when you actually Exactly. Him. So that was a part of it. Um, and then there was another part um, that 
And I want to use this, this phrase really carefully because it means different things to different people. Um, and, um, but I think that, uh, there's, there's the ability to be manipulative with, um, with spirituality when you, when you have a platform and you're talking about, uh, Jesus, there are, uh, there are people who see, oh, um, like I, I can orchestrate this room of people to kind of do whatever I want, or this group of people to, um, to have an experience. And I'm trying to be vague here because, um, let me think of what I'm trying to say. Um, there, I fully believe and have seen the Holy spirit and, um, and our, our God work in miraculous ways. He still does it. He still heals people. All of that is, is true. I have also seen people believe that they get to decide when he does that. And, um, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray for it. That doesn't mean we shouldn't ask for it, that we shouldn't be bold. You know, the, Bible says that when, when we put our faith in, in Christ, that we are considered children of God. And so we get to come to our, our heavenly father with these requests. That is all a good thing. Um, and I, during that season of my life, I, I interacted with some people who, um, it, they would like to present themselves as if they had some sort of special ability to, uh, as if they were a gatekeeper, in a certain sense, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. and, and that was hard for me to wrap my brain around because, um, I, I'm already very sensitive to, um, uh, exclusivity. Um, I, I think one of the beautiful things about Christianity is it's an invitation, um, that, that is extended to, to all people, you know, and not everyone accepts it, but it's the, the gospel is a, arms wide open message, um, for people of all backgrounds. And so, um, and, but also just in my own life, I, I've, I have a lot of stories of being on the, the, um, the end of (laughs) exclusivity where I'm, I'm the one being excluded or I'm in a party that's being excluded. And so when that got wrapped up with, um, with people in the church and I was feeling that at, at, uh, you know, gatherings of believers, uh, it was really confusing for me. And so, um, and, and for, for a lot of people. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was, um, that played a a big part in my formation, uh, as a believer. And I think that, um, something that is, is I've had to come to terms with is that kind of thing is happening all the time. And, um, it's, it's not a unique experience to say, I I went to church and I felt this weird way when I interacted with these, these people, because we're all broken. We all have stuff in our, like, I've come to, to feel a lot more compassion for the, the people that I experienced this kind of exclusivity from, um, because I know that there's something in their life that is making them feel like they have to, they have to have some amount of control. They have to, um, I don't know, they have to be in charge of the situation in order to feel good about themselves. And, and that sounds terrible too, to have something that, that makes you feel like you have to be in that position. And so, um, so church is, it is so important and I, I really believe in it. And it's just messy because we are all, we are all broken people in the process of being sanctified. And, uh, and, you know, hopefully we are, we are becoming more like Christ every day. And we also mess up and, and say things we shouldn't. And, and, you know, uh, I don't know, push people away when we shouldn't. And so, um, all of that to say, uh, this is kind of a roundabout way of saying mad was kind of about that, of kind of giving myself an opportunity to, um, uh, like talk about, okay, this has been a part of my story. And, and I think that as, as believers, um, even though I love writing the happy songs and I'll always write the happy songs, um, 
a part of positivity is, is addressing the problem and then going, what can we do about this? How can we, how can we work on this and, and grow from here? So, um, so that, that's a long roundabout answer to your question, but that's, that's kind of the first layer of the song is, is that being my background. So that was kind of the motivation for where it came from. So when it's, when it's called mad, it's mad as in angry rather than, yes. rather than mad as in losing your marbles. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's, so that's, that's the first layer and you said it had multiple layers. Yes. Um, yeah. So the, the next two are a little bit less, uh, less complicated. So, um, uh, the the next layer through through going to therapy, I I recognized that I had been doing this thing where anytime I felt sad or angry because those are you know emotions that we typically associate as like these are negative and I shouldn't feel this way. I was just pushing those down and I was not giving myself a chance to just feel it and go the the feeling in it of itself is not like evil <laughs> you know like i if something makes me sad there's probably a good reason for that and i can feel that sadness um and so i i recognize that a big part of the reason that i was so anxious is because i wasn't letting myself feel the way i was feeling and so mad the the second layer of it is uh just permission to feel the feelings that you have as they come and um i i have learned that if i if I don't properly take the time to um, sit with how I'm feeling, it's probably going to come out sideways later when I'm not intending it to. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so mad was uh, that that second layer is just permission to go. You know what? Here's a song that's called Mad. And so when I'm feeling angry, I can like let myself feel that way in a safe way in this creative space in this song for uh you know however long i need to um but the third layer um the the chorus of mad says sometimes it's just fun to be mad and that's actually me poking fun at myself a little bit because um at a certain point especially when you're angry you you have to know when um when you just when it just feels good to be right and and when you're actually still like processing your your emotions you know what i mean um, and so there were, there were a couple just stories from that time in my life where I realized like, uh, you know, through all my processing, I had realized like, yeah, it, ma it makes sense that I was angry. It makes sense that those things were hurtful. Um, and I was actually done processing those. And now it was time for me to, uh, to forgive and, and to, drop some things. Uh, but it's really easy when you, when you know, like, yeah, I was justified in feeling this way. It's really easy to go. Nah, it feels pretty good being right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna live here for a little bit and, and lord it over, uh, this person. And this is all kind of hypothetical. I wasn't actually like having these conversations and like making people feel <laughs> terrible. Um, but I had, I had to recognize like, okay, there comes a point where, it's just fun to be mad. And, uh, and when it crosses over into that point, it's actually, it's probably time for me to set it down. So, um, on the bridge, uh, it says, um, uh, I know that I should probably let it go like Elsa little Disney reference, yep. uh, pick, pick a fuel that's more sustainable, like Tesla it's on the agenda. A grudge cost you extra. You betcha. So that's kind of like, that's kind of really the heart is I'm saying like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't pay off to hold a grudge, but then the last course is, but sometimes it's just fun to be mad. So it's, it's me just kind of poking fun at myself. Like I can, it, I can feel the things I need to feel. There are good reasons to be angry. And sometimes I need to let it go and, and not be immature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are wise words, wise words indeed. And uh, for anyone who's been listening and thinking, yeah, I, I have got this anger in me. Or I have got this sadness within me. I just want to say, you know what? God is big enough to deal with it. And it's mm -hmm. okay to go to God with all of your emotions, whatever they're about yeah. and, uh, and express them to him and say, I am feeling hurt. I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. And he talked about the, the pain sometimes within the church itself. Um, it's, it's so true that actually sometimes within the context of church, things just don't go as, as we'd hope. 
But uh, in the middle of that, there's opportunity as well for us to forgive and to grow and to go back to the Father and get healed again. Yeah. So, um, so it's amazing that you've been on that journey. Um, so I think before I talk for too long, we see this absolutely cracking track, which I love. So Peabody, this is your track, Mad. And you're listening to The Artist Interview with the wonderful Peabod as our guest this week. And that track was mad. Thank you, Isaac, for all that you've shared so far. It's been really interesting to hear about your journey. It'd be wonderful right now if you'd be happy to pray for listeners. Of course. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be honored to do that. Um, Lord, we are just so grateful that you hear us and that... Um, that you love us, um, despite all the craziness of just being a person in this world and, um, dealing with the brokenness that we deal with. Um, we thank you that you understand it. Um, we thank you that, that, um, like the Bible says, we, we do not have a high priest that doesn't, that can't empathize with, with what we're going through. Thank you for, for Jesus who, who understands, um, all the nuances of, of this world. So, um, Father, I just want to pray for anyone listening to this right now who might be dealing with um, with church hurt in in the broad sense of the the term, just interacting with uh, another believer where maybe there has been some friction um, in one sense or another. Um, Lord, we believe that that you are a God who who cares about our individual relationships and we know that you are a God of redemption um that is that is who you are and so um father just for for people uh wrestling with those things right now I just pray for um for openness to healing for for unity um, for peace and for um, just the ability to to trust you with um, all the complicated layers of of relationships that we have out there, um, whether whether that's with a family member or someone at church or just another uh, believer who might think differently. Um, we are we're all on the same team. We uh, we want to see your name glorified. We want more people to know Jesus. And so um, I just ask for, for unity and for healing in relationships. <clears throat> and um, when, when that may not be possible, at least for the time being, I pray for, for healing in individuals who maybe they're having a hard time going to church. Uh, maybe they're having a hard time, uh, uh, reading your word because of, of, um, experiences they've had. Um, Lord, you are, you are the God who is always pursuing us. Um, you, you keep showing up. And so I pray that people who are in that scenario, um, as I've been before, um, I just pray that you would show them, uh, just your closeness and your willingness to sit with them where they are, um, and that you would bring that healing that, that they might need. Um, yeah, God, I just, I thank you for every person listening to this podcast. Um, and I thank you for my friend Gordon and, uh, I just thank you for all the, the ways that, that you, um, are at work in the world. We praise you and we give this time to you in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Peabod. So, in fact, if you're listening at home right now and maybe you've stopped going to church because maybe you've been hurt, maybe someone said something and you've gone, you know what, if church is like this, I don't want to know. Just want to encourage you maybe to have a little little rethink, a little pause, go, actually, has it helped me not being at church? Because I think this might be one of those moments that God might go, you know what, find a different church. 
but mm. be in a church community and there's no perfect church but uh god is perfect and his love is perfect mm. and uh you'll you'll benefit from being in a good church so if you're in the uk just pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk and if you're listening on one of our partner stations worldwide contact the station and say can you recommend a really good church for me i'm sure they would love to help you to find more of god's mm. great love so People, thanks. That was a great prayer. I, I hope that the people listening at home were blessed by it too. Um, and you know, I just want to say on air right now, I, I, there's been numbers of times in a row that now people have talked about their mental health struggles. So um, I don't know if this is now the fourth interview, third interview in a row, where, where it's come up, um, stress, anxiety. And so, um, so I shared that I had been to the dentist and the dentist had asked me, are you suffering, suffering from stress? Because apparently I didn't know as I've been grinding my teeth and, um, ground down all my fillings. So not a good thing. But actually after that, I have taken the step of contacting a, a counselor and, uh, I, you know, perhaps this is a British male thing. I don't know, but I contacted a counselor because my wife said I should do that. And it seemed like a good idea. But then they sent me a form that I had to fill out a form. I went, yeah, maybe I'll come back to that. And it's just sat on my, yeah, I could come back to it. Cause I don't, you know, I don't even know why I would need counseling apart from I'm obviously stressed. So, um, so, uh, and, uh, but talking to you, Isaac has encouraged me to go, you know what? It's probably worthwhile because I don't think it's going to do me any harm. It might me do me some good. So, um, so I think I'm going to bother to fill out that form and then, and see what God will do, uh, through them. Even if I've got no idea, uh, what it might be, I've got a feeling it's worthwhile filling in the form. So, so thank you for your encouragement to me personally, Isaac. That's been, that's been really helpful. Um, and I, I think, uh, maybe, maybe at some point, I want another artist will say, uh, something about their mental health and I'll go, ah, yes. And I went to counseling myself and it was helpful. So, um, yes. so that, I think, I think that's probably where I need to get to. So, um, so you've been encouragement today. So thank you, my friend. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It, you know, it's, I think that, I think everyone could benefit from, from good counseling. Um, it, because there's been such a weird stigma around it for, for years. Or I think, I don't know, people have just been kind of judgy about it. And so it's really beautiful that that stigma is getting broken down because really it's like, we, we all go to the doctor when there's something wrong with, you know, like if you're, if you broke your shoulder, it's not like you're going to go, Oh no, like I'm tough enough. I can, I'll, I'll fix it on my own. So it's like, of course we need that same stuff for our, for our mind and for our, our souls. So getting connected with a, a good counselor. Um, so thank, thanks for sharing that. Cause I, I think it's just, uh, hopefully that's helpful for other people too. Cause there's no, there's no weirdness in it. It's, it's just a part of being a person. So, um, so good on you. It's awesome. Probably we should talk more about Peabod though. Um, so, so, and I, in fact, your surname is Peabody. So that's, that's where yes. Peabod comes from. For anyone who's wondering, it's yep. not an account, it's physique. Um, it's not a comment on that. It is <laughs> to do with his surname. So just a nickname from college. Um, I suppose it'd be great to find out a little bit about what's coming in this new season for you. So you've just recently dropped your, um, your EP. What's it called? Uh, it's called growing up part two. So there is the part one. So this is the, the completion of that saga of songs. Now, for listeners at home, who have got no idea what, what Isaac just said, because it just paused you the whole thing. He's going to kindly say that again. What's it, what's it called? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, it's called growing up part two. Um, there is a part one. So part two is kind of a culmination of all those songs. Am I pausing again? No, it but, but it but it, it it slowed it down to give like almost an echo effect as you said it so you probably <laughs> should say it one more time so 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 peabod we're going to try recording this the third time so so peabod <laughs> peabod <laughs> don't get the giggles peabod what 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 is your new ep called well it's called uh it's called growing up part two and uh it's uh of course there is a part one um so this is kind of the culmination of that collection of songs okay uh, how many tracks are on it uh there are five on on each ep so five on growing up part two okay so 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 that's that's quite fun i've got to say i've listened to it i've listened to some of the other stuff i've really enjoyed listening to it if if you like hip-hop that's happy um 
I think this is great. And I also played it to my kids. Uh, they are maybe... Maybe savage would be a bit harsh, but they, they certainly are at the more critical end of things, particularly when it comes to Christian music, because they're comparing it to a, a wide spectrum of, of other music as well. And um, actually they said, hey, this is really good. So, um, so you got, you got a thumbs up from both of my kids at 18 and 16, that. who, um, awesome. who sometimes I go, listen to this wonderful music. And they go, dad, that's like old person music. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Thanks. So, oh, so there you awesome. go. So your your target audience though is is it generally youth, sort of early twenties? Yeah, um, I think I think the people who I find um, gravitating to my music the most are like it's like um, yeah, probably teenagers and and university age uh, people. Um, but I you know I get a lot of families coming to concerts too, where it's like um, you know someone's like my kids love your music and then the parents will come along and it'll be a whole family thing so um yeah but it, it ends up being a lot of teenagers and 20 somethings cool now that 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 makes sense largely although i'm yeah. hoping that we're broadening your audience here in the uk right now yes because i know i know for a fact my mum who's just celebrated her 80th birthday will be listening and i think she's probably Amazing. now a peabod fan so okay um and, and you mentioned touring earlier on that you had done some touring have you got any touring in the pipeline or are you at the moment just consolidating? I'm not sure what phase you're at, sir. Yeah. So I'm playing a lot of, I mean, summer in it uh, over here is a lot of youth camps and a lot of uh, festivals. And so I'm wrapping up a bunch of uh, camps and youth events. And then in the fall, I'll have some more, um, I'll have some like conferences and then some actual uh, touring uh, like later in like early winter. Um, so yeah, my, I'm, I'm hoping to just play the new songs at, at anywhere they'll let me play them. Um, and then I'm, I'm also just excited to get back into the studio because writing is my favorite part of, of making music. So um, I've got a bunch of, ideas for the next project. So I'm going to get right back to actually right after this, I have a, a co-write with a friend of mine. So um, yeah, so I'm just excited. Lots of fun things on the horizon. That sounds cool. Uh, can you explain actually a little bit about the process? Because I can understand how a folk singer gets a guitar, gets a mic, sings a song and plays the guitar. But your music is yep. somewhat I'm, erratic is perhaps not quite the kind word to use about it, but but you never quite know where it's going to go. So how really? on earth and how on earth does it come about? And uh, and what instruments do you play other than guitar and voice? Yeah, um, I play I play enough piano to get by, <laughs> um, you know, just chords. Um, but my my first instrument is that I really would consider like I I play this instrument is bass guitar. So uh, I play bass and guitar and um, and then enough piano to record some things. But my my songwriting process, it, it is different from um, writing folk stuff because it's not just like, oh, I'll pick up a guitar and strum around. Oftentimes it starts with like, um, uh, I'll start with like a, a song idea. Like I'll be like, it would be really fun to write a song about this. And I'll kind of explore some lyrics. Um, that could be a fun chorus and then um and then from there i'll start building the the track around it and so that's a lot of uh just work in in pro tools or ableton or whatever uh software i'm using usually it's those two um but i'll you know start throwing in some drums and and start messing around with cadences and melodies and um it's kind of, I feel like I'm just kind of doing all the pieces all at the same time. And it's like, I'll make a little like bass part and be like, Oh, that makes me think about this melody or I'll, I'll write uh, a little melody and I'll go, Oh, what if the drums did this? And so uh, it, it does feel kind of erratic <laughs> kind of in how I approach it. Cause it, I'm just kind of circling all the things. And then at some point it's done and I release it. <laughs> that, that's cool. Well, the, the process obviously works. So, um, cause, cause the, oh, the finished pieces are very polished. Now, now for people who are thinking, Hey, I like this peak bod chap. How, how do they connect with you? How do they follow you? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok are the two places I'm probably most active. Um, and my username for both of those is just at Peabod raps. Um, and, yeah, so that's that's where I share all about what concerts I'm playing, when new music is coming out, um, but also my website is pbodraps.com. So 
those are some good places to find me. I'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the next track, though. We've got one last track to hear from you. Mm-hmm. The track, I love it. I think our audience will love it. So of, you, of, of the three tracks we've played today, is it your favorite? Uh, it might be partially because the the way this track came about, um, I had written it and and I had done some production and me and my my A&R guy, Matt, um, we were like, it's just not quite there yet. Like the songwriting works, but the the actual like all the pieces aren't quite coming together. So we sent it to a buddy of mine. His name is Sajin Narial. And he's phenomenal. One of the best producers I've ever worked with. And we were like, this just needs like an extra like 15%. He took it probably an extra 50% and like redid a bunch of the production. And it was, it was a really fun, uh, cause I knew it needed something and he just like totally blew it out of the water and like took it to a level that I didn't think it could go to and that I couldn't get it to on my own. So, um, so it's, it's my favorite for that reason. Cause I got to have my friend be a part of it and he made it so much better. So, so, so the track is called alive Yep. in, in a 30 second, second, uh, bit, just tell us what's it about. It's the last song on the EP. And so, um, in kind of the story of the whole growing up project, there's kind of this arc of like, as you grow up, you go through some things and some of them are really hard. And um, Alive is kind of the celebration of like making it to the other side of some of those moments, not saying like you've arrived or uh, or that there won't be more, but getting to the other side and being able to look back and going like, man, the Lord brought me through this and I have grown and I am grateful for what I've learned. And so I'm going to celebrate that even though life is crazy, I'm, I'm going to celebrate being where I'm at right now and having come through this moment. So it's, it's a celebration uh, song and it's a party. Um, and it's a party after like, you know, when there's been like a, a hard season and you, and you get to go hang out with some people that you love and it just feels like even better because you're like, it's the contrast of what you've been through. That's what, that was my hope for alive is it's like, this is this is the go have a party after you've like gone through something hard with your friends and and then go just celebrate together And that was Alive by Peabody. And thanks so much to Isaac Peabody for joining us for the artist interview. What a great guy and what amazing music. Very, very talented. Really enjoyed that. So, uh, and there are loads of other interviews that you can enjoy as well. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. It's been a joy to be your host today. I'm Gordon T. Do join me for the next episode. And in fact, if you're on social media or you're on one of those podcast platforms, why not subscribe, like it, share it with a friend. That would be a blessing to us and we hope that your friends will be blessed too. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview.